0: Welcome to the Courageous Worth Podcast. I'm your host, Empowerment Coach, Ashley Baxter. Every Tuesday, I bring you interviews with inspiring guests. And every Thursday, I share a little message with tips to help you live with courageous worth because you are valuable and desperately needed in this world. Hey, this is Ashley, and welcome to another episode of Courageous Worth. Today, one of my best friends, Corey Nance, joins me on the podcast. I love talking to Corey. She has been my roommate twice <laughs> at different points in our lives and when we were also neighbors at a different time in our lives. And she is someone who I have just really enjoyed being friends with over these past 12 years. And the reason I asked her to come on the podcast this time, there are multiple topics I could talk to her about, but this time I really wanted her to talk about her different experiences with unemployment because that has been something that has occurred a couple times in her life and I think that there has been so much that she has learned during those times regarding her own self-worth and just the importance of how you just how to deal with difficult situations and times of uncertainty, which is something that at the time of this recording, we can all relate to with COVID going on. And so I think there are a lot of things that people can gain from her experience and all the wisdom that she has gained and just the amazing person she is. So I hope you enjoy this interview with my dear friend, Corey Nance. We'll jump into the interview right after this message. If you long to value yourself more, stop negative self-talk, find more confidence, break free of other people's opinions, or gain a better view of your body, then I would love to talk to you. Each of those descriptions were a constant reality for me at different points in my life. I wanna help you experience change in those areas like I have. Therefore, I wanna give you a special invite to request a free worth strategy call with me by visiting theashleybaxter.com backslash call. Again, that URL is theashleybaxter.com backslash call. I look forward to talking to you soon. Today on the podcast, I have one of my besties, Corey Nance. According to Facebook, we have at least been friends for 12 years. But I just feel like feels
1: like 20.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It, and I'll never forget when our so I was living with both of our friends, Julie, at the time. And Julie was like, hey, I have this friend like we had a three bedroom. and We were trying to find someone to fill that third bedroom. She's like, I have this friend named Corey. And I was like, oh, I don't even know about this girl. But then I mean, it was pretty instantaneous that we just felt like it was meant to be after I met you. like It
1: was love at first sight.
0: Yes. And it's just been growing through the years.
1: Right.
0: Corey, will you accept this rose?
1: I've accepted many.
0: Okay. And we have, I mean, we haven't lived a life of crime, but we did have crime happen to our place that we lived together. We had a break in and basically I had come home we had this two-story townhouse. All three of us were gone. We had this two-story townhouse. And I oh I
1: I, I lost my keys. Yes. Like that I lost my keys. Right
0: I wasn't actually, I was gonna spare you that. <laughs> okay, so you what didn't. really happened, what really happened was Corey had lost her key. And so her and I were sharing a key until we could find her key or get another one made. So what that meant was I would put my key underneath the back mat. And so basically her and I were entering the house through the back door. And I had gotten home before the rest of the girls. And I was walking around the back of the house. I noticed that the door was open. Now, Corey, there have just been many examples of this. So I just feel like this is a factual statement that there are some times that you have Perhaps forgotten to close something, close a door, close a car door, close a refrigerator door. You know, I don't think you like to be limited by doors. So I, I get Probably that. Probably
1: open for everyone. You know? Exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm a
1: very open person.
0: <laughs> and so I noticed the back door was open. And so at first I was like, oh, Corey, okay. But then I just felt kind of something was just like, "Mm, I think something's off. And I just felt like someone was maybe in the house. So basically, I called the police, the police came while they were checking out the house. By that time, you and our roommate Julie had come home. And I remember thinking, oh, gosh, the police are going to think that we were robbed because of how messy my room is. And sure enough, they came out. And they're like, hey, everything's fine. No one's in here. But was your downstairs already a mess? And I was like, yeah, we you know, thought you might think that. <laughs> and so we go into the house. And I don't know. I mean, I think there are different levels of messes. But a mess. And there was
1: like coffee filters strewn.
0: Oh, yeah. There was coffee filters strewn everywhere. There was my chair, which was a big like arm sitting chair, not just like a little chair, was upside down on my bed. <laughs>
1: Like, and all your drawers were taken out. All
0: my drawers the- were taken out. Like I don't. I
1: could still see that happening. Maybe at some point <laughs> that you would take our drawers out, and throw it on the bed, but it did look a little. Off.
0: But the chair, like I would, you know, I would put a. I would not sleep with a chair on my bed. I just think that's a hazard no, to my house. Sleep with your shoes on. Yes. Yeah. I did do that, especially when my friend and I tried to go on walks early in the morning. I was like, this is going to save one step. So I'd sleep with sneakers on. (laughs) Okay, there's too many stories. But basically, we ran outside and told the police like, no, our house was not like this. (laughs) And he came inside and he started questioning all of us. And the best part was he looked at Corey, which Corey is how, what is your height? I'm
1: five feet tall.
0: Five feet tall, beautiful height. And it was just funny to see like him like looking at all of us and then him being like, What about you? What do you have beef with anybody? <laughs> and Corey was like, Beef, beef. I don't have any beef with anybody. What are you talking about? But you know, those
1: neighbors next door remember the bagel guy.
0: Oh, I remember the I bagel guy. I feel like he knew
1: and I feel like I think there was a whole drug green going on over there. Well,
0: really? see, I'm so oblivious. But, I, you know, I'm a detective at heart. I
1: like to know. You I'm are. Always <laughs>
0: so he dog. knew. he could. That police was like smelled that there was something off about he, you. <laughs> he knew about
1: it. He knew I was like in, in
0: it to win it. Yeah. I just love that he, out of all of us, you were the one that he was like, do you have beef with anybody? And you're like, I don't got no beef. What's beef?
1: <laughs> I was like, I ain't got no beef. Beef boy. I just don't, I don't shut doors. That's my problem. Yeah,
0: exactly. And. To clear Corey's name, we later realized that they had broken in through the window. We didn't realize the screen was broken. So it the key was there.
1: Easy access.
0: Yeah, they didn't need to go through all that they trouble. Didn't
1: really didn't need to go through all that.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I guess we should share what they actually stole. I don't even know if they went. Did they steal anything of y'all's on the second floor? No, they
1: actually went to every room by mine. Okay. <laughs> and that's, I think that's why they asked if I had a
0: fee. Oh. Now, I do want Corey. Is there a deeper story? Do you have beef with anybody? Like,
1: it doesn't even make sense. I would have beef with you guys because they didn't touch my
0: no, but maybe you were behind this, maybe you were the mastermind behind this the whole time. Maybe
1: to this day, you'll never really know what how I was involved with.
0: Well, I would really like back what they took from my room, which was my laptop, a jar, <laughs> a, a baggie full of coins that I always was saying I was gonna take the coin store and never did. And then the key to my Jetta. No, they
1: didn't take your laptop, I thought.
0: Or my iPod. I my iPod. I can't remember. I've actually been having my house broken into twice. So the other time I got my laptop. So maybe it was that. They did
1: because they didn't take a lot of stuff that we could. That would have been nice to. Okay. Laptops and stuff.
0: So yeah. So just a bag of coins and the key to my car. So, which then I was freaked out for like a week. (laughs) I just imagine like.
1: Didn't you go stay somewhere else?
0: I stayed at my parents that night. And then I think I switched cars with my parents or something for a few days. And there was another Jetta in the neighborhood in our little area. And so I was hoping that they had maybe come back and tried to use their car. Anywho. Also,
1: I'm going to cut in. I'm apologizing because I think my neighbor is really loving Santana right now and blasting it. So I'm apologizing for (laughs) that interrupting our podcast.
0: It's okay. I can't hear it right now, but I love the thought that it could be a nice background music.
1: (laughs) It's nice for me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, our journey started together in Wilmington, North Carolina. And then since then, you have moved to some of the biggest cities in the nation. You've lived in D.C., you lived in New York, and now you live in L.A. Yeah. And <laughs> I am having that Cali life. And I, I remember that when you were moving to D.C., I remember, honestly thought that that city was going to chew you up and spit you out, not because of you. But that's kind of the idea I also have of a lot of those cities. Like I feel like it's really there's only certain people that one love it and that also thrive in some of those really big, busy cities. And I could not have been more wrong. And now looking back, I just see it as that was just the beginning of a beautiful new chapter in your life from my self looking at you of just you really stepping into your own and kind of stepping into your power. So what was that like for you when you took that step from living in Wilmington to moving to DC?
1: Well, I feel like in general, as you know, I was homeschooled, uh, you know, and that was actually something that for a long time, I feel like I like held on to as like a negative, like, like maybe I didn't know as much as other people that did like normal schooling in high school. And, um, but I always had like this, I wanted to like, know. I always like to know new things and like see new places. And um, so yeah, I think in Wilmington, I love being there. And I love all my good friends that still live there, i.e. Ashley. Um, But I think, yeah, I think I was ready to kind of be challenged. And I felt this sense of like, longing to be in a different place and explore. And um, yeah, kind of like kind of find myself, I guess you would say, which I feel like the journey is I'm still there. I'm still trying to figure out things about myself. But um, yeah, I think in general, it was actually the first six months was really hard. Like it was just lonely, you're in a big place with a lot of people, but you're getting to know people and you don't have any familiarity. So you're just kind of like excited for like the first three months. And then that kind of sits that you're like, Oh, I don't know anyone here so that was hard. That was like an adjustment period of like, kind of being okay with being on my own and kind of learning to make new friends. Um, I love DC, but I would never want to live there again. And there are certain things about it that I think it did spit me out. Like I, I wouldn't want to live there again. I feel like it's a hard place to live and politics are like a big part of living there. So that's not necessarily my jam. Um, but yeah, I would say at the end of the day, I, if I hadn't no have there, I don't think where I, I would be in my current place now and living in LA and kind of more um, aware of what I want and what I need in my life. And so that I'm like super grateful for that period of time.
0: Yeah, and then you lived. So you lived in D.C. for how long, and then how long in New York?
1: For, I think it was four and a half years, and then I moved to New York in 2015, and I was there almost four years as well, and then came to L.A. after that, and I've been here about a year and a half.
0: And you're loving it. I'm loving. It.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm loving it in Corona. I mean, I think if I had to pick a place to be during a pandemic, I I feel like just in general, I like being outside. I enjoy the sunshine. Um, But that was also like when I moved out here, I I didn't have a job. I just quit like a project management, like contract job and and came out here and was like, okay, I'll find a job. I feel like my resume can give you something. And it did. And I was working at a job there for a while and then just recently got a new job at a new company. So,
0: yeah, well, and that's just been. Really inspirational to see you during because you've had a few different times just based on how things have landed out that you were without a job for a while. And I felt like during that time are times that you also experienced a lot of growth and just kind of realizing things about yourself. So, can you kind of share about those different seasons of your life? Like, what has that looked like? Like, what was the longest amount of time you were unemployed? And how, what were some things you learned during that time?
1: Um, so the first time I ever got laid off actually was in New York. I, when I moved, as you know, I moved to New York and I took a paid internship with a tech company, um, and ended up working, got a full-time position with them. And then I got laid off after working there a year and a half. Um, and at first that was the first time I've ever been laid off. So it it took a hit to like my ego. Like it was like, well, maybe, I mean, they told me it's not, you know, it was like a, they were cutting a lot of people at the company, but I felt very like, ashamed of myself like I, like I wasn't good enough you know and I think sometimes I realize that I like, am a people pleaser and I just want to present this like sense of perfection and one we're not perfect and then two I think I wasn't even really happy at that job it was like more just the thought of wanting to prove myself but I was like it's not really enjoyable to prove yourself if it's not even something like who are you trying to prove to accept yourself and like if you can't accept yourself and that's kind of an issue in of itself and I think, I mean, it wasn't even that time getting laid off. That was a hard period. Um, but I think I got a job fairly soon after that uh, with like an agency, a creative agency. And that might have been the worst six months or eight months of my life in a job sense. Um, it was just like a really hard work environment. My boss was like a gaslighter, um, treated women differently. So that was just hard. And I, I mean, I'm, I, I wanted to stand up for myself, you know, but I also was like, I don't want to lose my job. Um, But it it got to a point where I remember like on like Sunday nights, my stomach would just be in knots. The thought of having to go to work. And I really liked my coworkers that I managed. But I also couldn't I felt like I couldn't perform my best because I had someone who could not lead well at all and um, talk down to me and everybody mostly that I worked with. And so I ended up quitting that job like I called him, but I was very like straightforward. I felt very good about kind of taking care of myself in that way, knowing that it wasn't healthy to be in that like mind state and just working in misery. Um, but I kind of had to take a step of faith knowing like I don't have a job, but I really know I need to cut this out of my life. Um, and a, a week later, one of my best friends unfortunately passed away in a drowning accident. And looking back on it, I think initially I was like, how is this all happening right now? But I really feel like it actually in that period of time, I think I really learned a lot about, myself and what was important in life and and my friend which you know Ricardo um I think he lived life to the fullest and not only did he care about himself he cared about others and made people feel present and I was like that's important like that's important to me i care about people and like that's one of the things that i feel like i'm i'm good with people you know like in realizing that and like well what what can i do with that in a job sense And what does that look like um and there were i had another job that i got laid off like literally i quit that job got laid off again and then um yeah it was a dark period i mean I, i won't like you know color like color code it it wasn't very rosy um And obviously in that time, I think I used other things to like try to fill that not feeling great about myself. And um, after that losing of a job, I did get a new job. And I think at that moment, I knew I something needed to shift because I was just ready for a fresh start. And New York is great. I love it. It's one of my favorite cities, but there is just like the grind of like, it's kind of like you're in this hamster wheel like constantly and you feel that everyone's just doing it because they're like well we have to keep up because that's what we do here and I was like I don't want to do that anymore <laughs> like I want to feel like I need to take care of myself physically but also mentally like you I'm always I was always with people I was always going out to happy hours like constantly and it was just this constant need to be doing something and I felt like I wasn't okay with just being and like sitting with myself and um so that's kind of what prompted my move to Los Angeles, and uh, I don't, I don't know what you kind of want to know more about unemployment. I think to say in those three years of kind of having that up and down, I feel like I learned that things are always going to change, and your no job is guaranteed. But like I think having this last job that I was at in Los Angeles before the job I had now, when I got laid off, I actually like walked out with a smile on my face because I was like, Oh, this is happening for a reason. And it's out of my control. And um, there was some, there was a big piece about that, that even in the six months that I was without a job, I, I started surfing. Like I was like getting up and having a routine and still finding purpose because we all have purpose, whether we're in a cool job or just like doing yard work, like it really doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what would you say to someone who is in that, whether it's the position of being unemployed, or I think that so much of being employed is typically it's not something that you know is coming or, or, or planned for. And right now, you know, during the time of Corona virus, and also just other times, like there's just things where we have seasons of the unknown. Mm-hmm. So what like based on what you've experienced, what would you say to someone who is has just entered that time and is just really struggling with fear and dealing with all the stresses of it?
1: I mean, I think it's totally normal to have fear and anxiety around. I mean, like we live in a world where you need money to live. You need, a, you know, we want to have a house, you know, we want to have a roof over our head. Um, I think it's more just getting outside of yourself and realizing even currently, like, yeah, there are a lot of people without jobs. So no, it's not just you and that other people are going through the same thing or have gone through the same thing. And, and I, it's not like you don't, it's okay to feel sad about your situation. And cause someone might be like, well, someone's situation is probably 10 times worse than mine, but it's like, well, that's what you're going through. And that's okay to feel like, um, sad, but I do feel like it, a lot of it's like coming outside yourself and looking at other people and like not just keeping yourself busy, but even being like, well, why am I frustrated and why am I miserable? Like I, there was a point where I was just miserable in New York and I I can look back now and be more understanding that I was kind of miserable with myself. And so I would say, you know, like even basically like have a routine with yourself, like get up in the morning, like don't sleep in, like get up, have coffee, read, do whatever you would normally do in having a job, but maybe try something different. Like I never thought that I would go try surfing or um, maybe go on a hike, you know, whatever you have, like, if you have that opportunity to do something that you wouldn't be able to do when you're not when you're working, like, think about like, you're never going to have that time again. And I really built, built some really cool relationships over that time with people that worked in like, maybe industries that aren't a nine to five. And it's Yeah, it's like, I got to see another way of life. And like that, that is something that I really took from that. And I didn't feel like I was like, I'm missing out. I'm actually like missed that. I missed that time because it was actually a really sweet time. But the other times I was laid off, I I definitely didn't look at it like that. I was kind of just like, why am I here? Why why do I get this? I don't deserve this. You know, like feel I felt sorry for myself. And um, I think in the fact that the job I recently got, like I got it in Corona and But I felt like everything aligned because it was like I was at peace with myself. And I'm not saying just because you're at peace with yourself, everything's going to fall perfectly. But I I do feel like when we put that out into that positivity out into the universe and are at peace with ourselves, people are drawn to that, too. And people see that. And so, like, I want to help people that are looking for a job. Like, I love helping people that are, like, need something because at the end of the day, that makes me feel happy that people are, like, doing something that they enjoy or whatever that looks like in a job mentality or... I don't know, I just think, as Corona shows us, like, we don't know what the future holds. So like, why am I going to think about five years from now and just kind of be present with the people that I'm with now? And like, with the job that I'm at now, or the job that I'm not in, like, there's a reason it's happening, you know, like, we can't really control that.
0: Yeah. Well, and you saying that just makes me kind of think how I mean, when I think of you, like I I don't feel like you meet you like you're not a stranger to anyone. <laughs> like people meet you. They're drawn to you. I, I have this theory about your beautiful blue eyes that people cannot resist it. But that's not even it's more about your personality. But I'm telling you, if if you're listening to this right now and you're listening to it on the podcast, I do suggest you also check hop over to the YouTube version. I mean, warning, you might get drawn in to Corey's blue eyes. <laughs> But it's her heart and personality that's going to keep you drawn (laughs) it. No, but I just love um, you kind of saying that how the different times when you were just really down and you weren't kind of how I see you as when you are living more in alignment with yourself. Like, I feel like Corey is a sign of that everything is going really well is just when you're interacting with a lot of people and you're so inquisitive into people's lives and just really wanting to get to know them and you're you just have a great curious personality and it just My makes me think
1: I was Nancy Drew. So you you you'd make it sound nice, curious, but <laughs> a detective that hard.
0: Oh well, Nancy Drew is cute too. <laughs> And it just makes me think about the idea of that no matter what is happening to us, whether times are good or times are bad, that I just feel like there's this constant, I don't like constant I, I don't want to say goal, but the idea of that when we are in more alignment with ourselves, like just everything seems to flow better. And, you know, we're just feeling the good things that come with being in alignment with yourself. Like, I just feel like there's more peace, there's more joy. And I do think that at certain times it's harder. You know, I think that like exactly like you said, like you've learned to build routines, like morning routines when things are harder. And I think that sometimes when we are... When things are hard, at least I know this for myself, that sometimes it's been I like retreat from different ways that I typically am, like you said, like sleeping in and all these different things. And so I just love thinking about that with you, how I just feel like your life has been an example of how it really does make a difference when we try to just really take care of ourselves and in a way to really show up as we really are in our best self.
1: Yeah. I mean, cause I feel like we can find other outlets and I mean, for me, which I, I won't go into like deep detail, but like you can self-medicate, you know, and like yeah. find ways whether it's dudes, you know, or, you know, like in not having any boundaries in life, because you're kind of, everything feels like it's a free for all at that point, And you're just like, well, we're trying to grab onto something to make you feel grounded, but in turn, you're kind of doing the opposite. And I think, that was just something I learned where I was like, Oh, I'm trying to like reach for this. I I feel alone, but it's like, yeah, but no guy's going to make me feel better about myself. Like no, you know, drinking like anything. It's like, yeah, there's all good things and, you know, small doses, but it's also just that feeling of like being able to be okay and being by yourself. And I think we're all kind of having to experience that right now and maybe see things we don't like about ourselves, which that's not pretty either, but it's also, it is cool because then you're kind of having to acknowledge it. And a lot of times when you're moving and constantly just doing stuff, you're not having to acknowledge it. So you can kind of just ignore it and put it in the back of your mind or just not acknowledge it
0: at all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't help but notice that at the very beginning, you used the word dudes. And I just am wondering, is that more of a California thing that's come over on you? Or uh, have <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe I was trying to make it lighthearted. Like, not good oh, experience. no, no. But, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking,
0: I was like, is that how she referred to guys always was dudes or is it just California that's taking over? Dude. <laughs>
1: We're going to get stiff, bruh.
0: <laughs> Corey and I also, before the beginning of this interview, I was looking back on Facebook to see how long we've been friends. And then I was reading <laughs> to her back and forth the things that we used to post on each other's walls. And we realized that really... <laughs> Everything we were posting were things that should have been a text chain. Like, yeah, it was like
1: it's, like, it's a little embarrassing, you know. But
0: <laughs> it's like, can't wait to see you. Hey, what do you want for dinner? Hey, I'm moving in next week.
1: Hey, I'm upstairs.
0: <laughs> so, anyone that were friends with us in 2008, we apologize for our public text chain, <laughs> our
1: public,
0: uh, rom- public girl romance. romance. Yes, I'm not a romance. What do you, yeah, girl, romance. Girl-mance. We need a Womance, like a woman. Womance. Woman, a womance. 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 I like that.
1: <laughs> womance. Womance
0: with the Nance. Hashtag Womance. Yes. <laughs> Corey Nance. Womance. Okay, this could go really far. <laughs> <laughs> Courageous Worth is all about standing up for your worth. I feel like you have had tons of different times and seasons where you have stood up for your worth. Can you share one of those times?
1: That agency job that I had with the boss that wasn't really awesome
0: yeah and
1: and he was intimidating you know and he I ended up I've never gone to HR or anything with a job before and um but I also realized he was doing this to other people and I I I felt scared but I also went into his office after I'd already you know um put in my two weeks notice and I just said hey like you know I don't have any like hatred towards you but also like I need you to know what you're doing and it's not okay and like um And also relay that post to like the HR team, but that felt good, not because it was like, I'm going to get back at him because I didn't like hate him. I didn't want him to be like that. And I didn't want other people to treat it like that. So it felt good to initially just quit the job and know that like I was worth more than that and not to be treated that way. And I think in a lot of ways, a lot of people have that in a work environment. It happens so many times. I mean, man or woman, whoever. And um, yeah, it's like no job is worth that. It's like we're with those people 40 plus hours a week. I'm like, I don't want to have to deal with this and feel like this mentally and physically. So I feel like that is a time I do really remember just feeling good with going with my truth and knowing like what I was worth in that moment. Um, Yeah. And I think there's been other times like in relationships like that in relationships too, where I've allowed people to kind of do the same and I didn't stand up, you know, and so I think knowing that once we know we're worth it, it, other people see that that are worthy of our time.
0: I agree. No, I completely agree. Clearly, we could talk for 10 hours, but I probably probably should not do that. We probably have done that. (laughs) But as a closing question, what is one of your favorite qualities about yourself? And how do you live that out in your life?
1: I would say openness to just anybody like, which I don't mean that I'm like, I've been open to everyone in my life. But I feel like in general, I like to make people feel at ease and like, welcomed and um and i feel like this is easy for me to talk to people i don't know i think i I got it from my mom but um that's just something that i i enjoy doing because at the end of the day it's like who doesn't want to feel wanted or um not needed but wanted in like that sense just in a work sense or even with people that are like don't have friends, I'm like, yeah, let's hang out. You know, like, that's something I enjoy doing. And I feel like that I'm good at. And
0: Yeah, I like the openness. Again, yeah. it just it reinforces my theory of how people are drawn to you. Because I feel like people are drawn to people they know that they can easily relate to. Like, I think that's just something that people give off. That's like, hey, I'm a safe person for you to come and talk to and confide. And I think that's a beautiful thing about you.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I'm also very stubborn, too. So even if you don't want to be open with me. And I'm just gonna, no, I'm, I'm kidding. But I feel like in general. I'm
0: relentlessly open, whether yeah, you like I it or not.
1: Like I'm not open. I'm going to be open for a long time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think in general, that's like something that I feel like I'm good at and want to keep being good at.
0: Well, thank you, Corey, for sharing yeah. everything. And I know that I love talking to you. And I'm sure that everyone's going to get a lot of just good little insights from hearing this.
1: Yeah. And thanks for having me.
0: Hey there, it's Ashley. I hope you're enjoying this episode. If you're looking to gain more confidence, you can get started today by taking my free short video course entitled Four Mindsets to Deep Rooted Confidence. You can sign up for it at theashleybaxter.com backslash free course. So pause this episode right now and head over to theashleybaxter.com backslash free course to grab your free gift. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with one of my dear friends, Corey Nance. Clearly, I'm biased and I could speak to her all day long. But one of the many reasons why I wanted to bring her on is to talk about times of the unknown, of those seasons when she was in unemployment and just the different things that going through those seasons really taught her. I love, number one, talking about how you are not defined by whether or not you have a job, you're not defined by what job you have when you have a job. And I think that that is so difficult to deal with. It's really difficult to wrap our heads around that. There are some times where we have a job that others may seem as being esteemed, that then we can feel better about ourselves. But we need to remind ourselves that our worth is not tied to our job description. It's also not tied to whether or not we have a job. And I just loved That being one of the things that she dealt with and processed with and understood for herself. Another thing we talked about was the importance of routine, especially when you're going through difficult times and you can just tell that you're, you know, just it's harder to have that energy and that having that routine really helps you. It helps you just, you know, kind of get through the days better and just really make sure that you're taking care of different areas of your life from mental health, emotional health, physical health all the different areas of health. And so I love her sharing that about the importance of having a routine. And I know that right now, during the time of this episode, we are all experiencing a global pandemic. And I think there's been all these different stages to that, you know, For myself, when everything began, I was incredibly productive for the first few weeks, like more productive than I've ever been. And then there's been times where I just wanted to sleep a lot. And so it's just been trying to navigate this new time that none of us have experienced before and figuring out what things can help us get through that better. And I totally agree with her that whether it's having a routine for you, that might be what helps you. But I think the point is that The routine is to make sure that you're tending to all these different areas of your life that really help you that again, help your mental health, emotional health, physical health. And so you might be someone that the concept of a routine is just confining to you and you might rebel against it. That's okay. The point is figure out what you can do to incorporate more things into your life that just benefit your overall health, whether that is a very strict schedule, having a friend keep you accountable, or you just knowing, hey, I need to make sure that, you know, maybe it's getting out in nature is part of my life at least once a week or twice a week or whatever that looks like. And so my challenge to you is that you will just take a moment after you listen to this and think, okay, how are these different areas of my life doing? What ways do I need to make some changes in order to get some more balance in my life? And the last thing I love that we talked about was about staying connected to who you are. I think you know, that is a big message that I try to convey on Courageous Worth is the importance of being true to yourself. I believe that when we are true to ourselves, and when we know that we are valuable just as we are, that we can live out such a beautiful life of purpose of helping others by being our true self and just loving others naturally as we are so inclined and gifted based on our differences. And so I love that she saw that the moments when she was really true to herself was when she was thriving more, made no difference whether it was during a season of employment or unemployment, that just the whole thing of her realizing, you know, when she was connecting with people, when she was, you know, just being around all these different things that make her be alive and that are her true self, which can be harder to tap into when we're going through hard times. And so I really hope that you will just kind of take a beat and see how you are doing right now. This is true at any time, because we all have different crazy seasons in life. But especially right now, I think we all can relate to this time of really need to check in with ourselves and seeing, hey, am I being true to myself? Like, what do I need more of? Do I need more time with people? Granted, that again, during this time could mean time with people, but in a backyard setting six feet apart, we have to get a little creative right now, but realize that it is very important and that the more that you can be true to yourself and, you know, do the things that energize you and that are a passion to you and bring you joy that you need to fight for that. And we have to fight a little bit harder right now, maybe to find that and to keep that. So I really hope that you will take that time to do so. And if you need help in doing that, please sign up with a free coaching call for me. I would love to walk you through some ideas to help you find those things, just to bring more balance and more alignment in your life. That wraps up today's episode of the Courageous Worth Podcast with me, your host, Ashley Baxter. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd love for you to leave a five-star rating and review of the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Doing so makes a big impact in this show's message reaching more people. Also, did you know that there's a video version of this episode? Well, there is. Just head over to theashleybaxter.com backslash blog to find it, as well as show notes for this episode. I'm so thankful for you, and I'd love to continue building a relationship with you. So please connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at TheAshleyBaxter. If this particular episode was very impactful to you, please share a screenshot of it on your social media and tag me. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you are subscribed to the show and tune in every Tuesday for interviews with inspiring guests and every Thursday for a little message from me with tips to help you live with courageous worth. Until next time, remember you are valuable and desperately needed in this world.